today that's been encouraging me. And we're going to talk about the poetry of God's will. So uh, such a beautiful verbiage that captured my attention. Uh, you know, because we see so many ugly things, right? So many things like, no, that's not, no, that's not good. No, that's gross. And then, you know, where is the beauty? Where is the hope? Uh, where is the victory? And it's all in there. And, you know, sometimes God moves in such huge ways we can't see it. And some way, some, a lot of times he's moving on the inside, working out, and then we see it kind of in the rearview mirror. And, you know, God, it, and a lot of times in the process, we're like, God, what are you doing? Where are you? Whatever. You know, God, God is so patient with us because he understands our limited perspective and he's there to help us with it. So uh, let's go to Hebrews 10, 35, 36. This is in the Passion Translation. Um, it says, so don't lose your bold, courageous faith for you are destined Destined. That's a strong word for great reward. You have need, uh, you need the strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will. And then you will receive the promise in full. So there's the poetry of his will. And you know, we need strength and endurance to continue moving forward when it doesn't look like things are changing or getting better or we're making a difference. And that's what God's strengthening power is there for us. Um, let's go to Romans 8, 28, 29. It says, so we are convinced, this is Paul, that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. And here, here once again, this is... Um, this is painted in an artistic fashion. There's this weaving, there's this crafting, there's this intricacy that this detail is interwoven with this detail, which is interwoven with this detail, where the, this derailment is woven in to work into the tapestry of how this is being walked out and revealed and unveiled in our lives. Uh, so the Aramaic, uh, is the word harmony. There's a harmony that he's working things together harmoniously. Only God can do this because you and I both know, wow, there, there's this discordant thing and there's that discordant thing. There's this, this ugly thing. And then there's this horrible thing. Then there's this beautiful thing and this, and how does it work together? It's interwoven. This is the masterfulness of a redeeming genius, of the redeeming genius of a beautiful God who's able to do that, who's able um, to, he doesn't lose the plot in the midst of things derailing in the, in, in, in the history of humanity, right? It says, for we are lovers who've been called 
to fulfill his design purpose. So this is your calling. You've been called to fulfill his purpose. It's a beautiful purpose. It's a a hope-filled purpose. It's a purpose pregnant with the redemption of God. It says, um, uh, for he knew all about us before we were born. I love this bit because, you know, before we were born, how many of you like, yeah, I remember that, right? <laughs> so he wasn't asking for our vote. He wasn't asking for our input. He just said, I know who you are. I know the purpose I planned for you and I'm weaving it in. And then he created us and he destined us once again, strong terms, from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. I love this. This is a sharing of that likeness. And it's a sharing because you look like Jesus uh, in your flavor. So you're sharing that likeness. This means the son is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. This is powerful language. God's not saying, or we hope to, if things go right, um, you know, we're hedging our bets, right? No, <laughs> we will. This is our destiny, right? You know, and how many times do you feel like you're stepping back and it's like, no, and I, I'm looking less like him than I thought I was, right? <laughs> Verse 30, having determined our destiny ahead of time, once again, strong language, he called us to himself. So you've been called, whether you believe it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether you vote for it or not, whether you feel worthy of it or not, you've been called, okay? <laughs> and he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called uh, you know, lately, um, it's been, a, it's been kind of rough. I've been having a little bit of a, um, like, oh, where am I headed? My children are uh, graduated from, um, high school and college. So I'm having a little bit of a, like, where does that fit? I'm having a lot of changes in the ministry. So I'm like trying to figure out while the aging's happening and I'm trying to figure it all out, right? I, I'm not where I thought I would be at this time. Anybody, uh, can relate with that? And, and the Lord is so funny and sweet and relentless in what he's telling me. He says, Catherine, you're perfect. I'm like, I am so not feeling perfect. I've been having little snits. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you're perfect. I'm like, so I just, okay, yes, I'm perfect. Damn it. I'm perfect. <laughs> because it's his transferred righteousness. And so this will work itself out for me. It'll work itself out for you, right? Having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. So if you've been called, the righteousness has been perfect. And guess what? This comes from that for those he foreknew. Well, how many people in the human race did God not foreknow? Right? No, that, that was everybody. And for those he foreknew, he predestined. This is predestination to all his kids he foreknew, which was all his kids, <laughs> right? And those he predestined, he called, and those he called, he justified, and those he justified, he called, he glorified. This is a, a different translation, but I wanted to bring that out in this context of this translation. So um, he transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called, and those who possess his perfect righteousness, that's you, that's me, <laughs> whether we're like... Yeah, I'm not showing that right now. 
Uh, that's just, uh, you know, it's part of the process of working out the salvation with fear, fear and trembling. He co-glorified with the son. So that's what's going on right now. Uh, you are being co-glorified. Now, internally, the salvation is, is completed. So you're working it out. And this glorification process is this conformity into the image of God. This is what's happening. So you know what? You're not going to get God to agree with you uh, when you're relating to yourself in a fallen way. So, you know, for me and my little snits and whatever, God is just not putting up with it. <laughs> so I sit there and I laugh with God. It's like, I know you're not putting up with this. I'm just giving you my, my baggage here. And he's like, yeah, I'll take that baggage. <laughs> right. Um, so this is your destiny. Your destiny is to con- be conformed into the image of God, to be glorified. And in that glorification, there's a working out the purposes. Why? Because you are, you walk in your purpose as you manifest who you are in Christ, as you're looking at him, uh, the author and finisher of faith. I'm going to give you a, um, uh, let's go to a beautiful verse uh, that dovetails right into this message. And it's Ephesians 2.10. We're going to read from the Passion Translation. We're having a good time with the Passion Translation today. Um, it says, we have become his poetry. It's the word poema. Okay. A recreated people that will fulfill the destiny. I love this. That will fulfill. Like you can argue with him, but you will fulfill. <laughs> the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to to Jesus, the anointed one. Now, I love this. So the security of fulfilling the destiny to which he's called you is based on the truth and the finished reality that we are joined with Christ. So if you're not joined with Christ, you won't fulfill your destiny. But just guess what? You were joined to Christ before the foundation of the world. That's in Ephesians 1, 4. And that's 1 Timothy 1, I forget the verse. But it's talking about you were joined with him before the foundation of the world. He secured you. You were way too gorgeous. It's such a beautiful poem to the world that he had to secure you before he set you. Okay. This is a gorgeous Scott. Okay, uh, let's keep going. Even before we were born, ding, 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 ding. God planned in advance our destiny and the good works uh, that we would accomplish. In the uh, notes, it says, these good works make up our destiny. As we yield to God, our prearranged destiny comes to pass, and we are rewarded for simply doing what he wanted us to accomplish, right? So, um, um, another, uh, a note here, uh, from Brian Simmons, it says, our lives are the beautiful poetry. You could only be expressed in a poem. I love that. You're not the sum total of your parts. Uh, you're not a scientific reality. Uh, you could only be expressed in the heart of poetry to the world, right? Uh, Our lives are the beautiful poetry written by God that speak forth all that he desires in life. You are his desire. You are the object of his passion. And the poetry of you and your life speaks that forth in poetry, not prose. Um, Let's go to uh, Philippians 2, 13 through 15. This is in the Passion Translation as well. It says, God will continually revitalize you. 
Oh, I love that. Isn't that good? I've been feeling kind of tired. I'm like, yeah, I need, I need that revitalization. Any takers? <laughs> we'll continually revise you. Um, this in the Amplified says, God is all the while energizing and creating in you. It's his dunamis power, the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, and delight. It says, God will continually revitalize you, implanting within you the passion to do what pleases him. Right. You know, I, I don't know how many, if you, if you've, if you've ever set yourself up to do something really big and really worthwhile, you've gotten knocked down probably multiple times flat on your back. And you're like, well, I just want to quit. You know, it's amazing. There's something in you that says, you know what? I mean, I, I wanted to quit and I'm like, okay, but what else am I going to do? Okay. I guess I'm not quitting. <laughs> so it's this passion. And then you, you knock down and you're like, Okay, I got to get up and what am I going to do now? I'm not going to make pancakes. Maybe I'll make pancakes for a while, but I've just got to get back up on the horse. Why? Because you planted, planted that passion within you. I can always relate when, um, when all of, all of Jesus's disciples just left him in droves because he said, I am, I drink of my blood, eat of my body. Everybody's freaking out. This guy's a cannibal. And then he turns to his little, little remaining uh, few. And he goes, are you going to? And he says something that's always stuck with me. Where would we go? For you have the words of life, right? So where are you going to go outside of what God has for you? Yeah, maybe you've gotten beaten at, maybe uh, you're discouraged, maybe you've just gotten knocked down too many times or whatever that is. But where are you going to go? He has the words of life. You know, this is why people who deconstruct Jesus, it's like, well, number one, that's just in your mind. Okay. Cause you can't destruct the one who is truth. <laughs> okay. And number two, you're going to fight. You think you're going to find life outside of this. And eventually they will come back. Why? Because he is the words of life. It's in him that there is life and light and being. Right. And so we just reconnect and keep on trucking. It says, Verse 14, live a cheerful life without complaining and division among yourselves. Wow, isn't that something? Can you imagine? Seriously, um, uh, with all the division that's going on, without all the grumbling and complaining, all of that. Um, and what is this man? So a cheerful life, like because you have hope, right? Without complaining or division among you. It says, for then you will see, be seen as innocent. Uh, another, uh, uh, nuance of this is mature. Oh my God. Do we have a bunch of babies? And I, you know, when, when I sit there and complain, I, I hate, I'm acting like such a baby. Help me, Jesus, not be a baby. Right. And I shake myself up. Right. Um, uh, faultless and pure children of God, even though you live in the midst of a brutal and perverse culture. Okay, so this was the culture that Paul was living in. But, you know, we live in a brutal, perverse, messed up, confused culture. It's brutal. Okay, so this will speak to you, right? For you will appear among them as shining lights in the universe. And it says, holding out the words of eternal life, shining lights in the universe, because that's who you are. You can't help it. This is your destiny. 
This is the poetry of who you are. And you know what? God's will is actually you and you manifesting as a son and daughter. And as you manifest as a son and daughter, creation is released from its bondage. So you get to either agree with it now or agree with it later. <laughs> because none of us can call, can hold out from being who we are. God is conforming us into his image and likeness, and he will have his way. He really will have his way. This is why I have such hope. See, even I, I personally believe, I could be wrong, but I personally believe that if to whatever extent that we're not conformed to the image of Christ, this will happen after we die. And I believe that God, as the consuming fire of love, will consume everything that's not of love's kind. And that won't necessarily feel good. That could be our hellish experience, what we call hell, right? But ultimately, you pass through the flames and who you are, who he created you to be before the foundation of the world, manifests, manifests. What did he say? For he knew about us before we were born and destined us from the beginning of time to share the likeness of his son. This is Romans 8 going back. This means the son is among a vast, uh, is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. This is you. So let's yield to it now. Why? Because we want to shine now. We want to shine now while we can make a difference in a brutal, perverse, and wicked world, right? Uh, we want to make a difference. You know, right now, let me just encourage you. You are making a difference. People are watching you. People are gleaning hope from you. You may not be where you thought you were going to be, where you wanted to be, where um, you planned to be, uh, where you should have been or whatever, but you are somewhere being you. And that changes everything. That changes everything because that shifts the atmosphere. People are watching you and they're saying, you know what? Um, you're hanging in there. We're seeing the hits you're taking. We're seeing that um, we're taking hits and you're just continuing to, um, uh, to keep on trucking because God is empowering you. It is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing, creating in you the power and desire to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction, delight. You know, a lot of times social media doesn't do us justice because it presents this kind of fairy tale airbrushed world that this is success and success is um is hanging in there when you've gotten the air knocked out of you it's the endurance it's the holding power it's like you know i remember joyce meyer i like and she's done so much but her big testimony i love this it's so powerful it's like i'm still here I mean, that is staying power, sticking power. That is a fruit of the spirit. You're still there. You're still loving people and loving God, loving yourself and doing the thing in front of you. And so, um, so it's important that our measuring sticks, I was talking to the Lord and I said, you know what, where I've kind of gotten the wind knocked out of me, um, the measuring sticks of where I thought I was going to be or what should have been or whatever. Um, I said, I said, Lord, I just hand you my measuring sticks. Let me measure, um, by what you are saying. And you know, he keeps on telling me, Catherine, you're perfect. I guess, I guess I'm perfect. 
That's just what it is, right? Now, I, I realize it's not perfection totally manifested. Okay, I'm not con- totally conformed, but that's what the Lord is saying. So who am I to argue with him? And who are you? Because you're perfect, right? You're his image and likeness. And so you're being perfected in your perfection, okay? You are manifesting your sonship, your daughtership in your flavor as one of the vast uh, members, the shining lights in a perverse and dark world that doesn't know him, but you know him and you get to stay there. That's why the, that's why we draw upon the fruit. We're empowered by the spirit um, to keep on moving forward. I mean, man, if there's one person listening, hallelujah, I'm making a difference. <laughs> if I'm just preaching to myself, I'm making a difference, but I know that God is making it work together for good, not just for me, but for others. When one of us wins, we all win. And so we're doing this thing together. We're manifesting as sons and daughters to make a difference. And you are making a difference. Thank you for, thank you for hanging in there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being you, uh, for not, um, uh, for not, um, uh, throwing in the towel, but for continuing to, to truck on in the things that have come against you. You are a champion and you are making a difference. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate it. I can just feel it like just even in the spirit, I just see God's kids and they're just moving forward. They're moving forward. They're moving forward. It is relentless and inevitable. And success looks like moving forward and continuing with patient endurance and trusting God to weave it into something so sweeping and so of him and so of him and you together that it's literally transformative and it releases creation from its bondage. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. Have a fabulous day. Love you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit katherinetoon.com.